Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Okay, we're back with part two of the interview with Ali Wank Bonk in Stockholm, Sweden. We'll talk about hash names, hash naming, traditions, events in Sweden and around the world. Here we go, part two with Ali Wank Bonk. What about the hash names you give out? That uh, what's what's naming like since you're in charge of the circle? How do you handle that in Stockholm? Well, the the RAs do it actually. We recently got a dog. It's, it's a Shiba, and he was called Hot Dog, which is a really shit hash name. <laughs> but because Shibas are Japanese, it looks a bit like a fox. You know, for me, the best hash name ever is for fox sake. So we we had him renamed. The RA did it, but I was very happy that our dog. So your dog has a hash name. That's not that common. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Well, most dogs do who are regular. Yeah. What's your approach to running a circle? Have you added traditions that you picked up other places or did when you started doing the circles in Sweden? Did you morph into a Stockholm type circle or did you bring stuff? Trying to introduce stuff. But for example, getting ice. You know, I, I love ice during the summer months. Mm-hmm. You know, sitting on ice is, is, is one of the best things you can do in a circle. But it is very hard to buy blocks of ice here in Stockholm because, you know, why, why would you want a block of ice? <laughs> And it's, it, it's, it's equally hard to make your own ice. You know, it, it's harder than you think. Just just putting a, a container in your freezer, you know, it can take weeks before it's solid. <laughs> you know, getting ice during the summer is something I've discussed recently with my RA. I've also discussed recently with, with my wife uh, something called a beer machine. I can't remember where we had it, but it's basically three mugs on a plank. And you get three people kneeling and one person holding each end of the beer machine. And, you know, you, you do a triple and uh, they have to drink while you pour. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fun in that as well. But we made one, I think, for the... We must have had it in Zimbabwe, but for the Vietnam uh, Hanoi hash, we made one, but it was so cumbersome. You know, it's about three meters long, but <laughs> it was just impossible to <laughs> with just three gla- with just three glasses on it. Yeah, because you know you spaced one meter apart. Probably with COVID, you need to be two meters. But <laughs> so what about uh, red dress hashes and things like that? Is that uh, done in yeah, the public in Stockholm and these places? It's not common here. We've again, it's on the list. I think June the eleventh. If you look at our website, website where there's a red dress run scheduled a lot of traditions are started there's two stockholm hashes and actually this saturday uh, we're doing the second gm's run and it's basically from my house to the gm of the other ha- uh, ah. house so you know i said in the circle last night it's the wednesday run you know now it's a tradition because this is the second one you know a certain person has an apple run once a year full moon bashes try hash long we have in stockholm red dress not so common what are the two clubs in Stockholm called? It's the Stockholm Underground Hash, which is every Wednesday at 6.30. You know, it's basically at one of the uh, underground stations. Mm. Uh, and then you have every second Saturday the Absolute Hash. You know, Absolute is a Swedish vodka. Yeah. Sure. Is there vodka on the hash ever? Or is, that a, or is it all beer? No, it's, it's, it's just beer. But, I mean, what is normal now is, is drink stops, which we, again, we never used to have 10, 20 years ago. So now there's always a drink stop somewhere or two. Occasionally we have have beer stops in other words there's a, a checkpoint with a b in it and somewhere mm. around there is hidden a beer we have a movember run here we have a, a hipster run we have st patrick's day which was is today but it happened to be last night there's an oktoberfest you know a lot of hashes brew their own beer 
So there's a sort of mini competition around in October. Uh, we, we have this fermented herring uh, hash as well, which mm. is this, I don't know if you've heard about this herring that sort of put, it's put to decompose for a year. You're not allowed to take it on aeroplanes in case <laughs> they explode. So once a year we have one of these and, you know, I did my first one. It's on my bucket list along with... Oh, what's that? that uh, Ludafit? What's it called? Uh, it's surströming is, is the Swedish... Okay. word but it's probably this loot fisk or, or whatever we also have a, a hot dog run which has nothing to do with my previous dog name we have a wine hash coming up where there's a bit of wine tasting but there's a lot going on in stockholm it's the same 20 30 people on both hashes ah. uh, some are more active than others we have a booze cruise the boats going between finland and sweden in a couple of weeks we have a the third booze cruise Hash, which is it's basically a hash ending up on the boat, and then a dozen or two dozen people. You know, we book cabins and then we continue on the on the boat, and it comes. It, it, you don't get off the boat; it's a twenty four hour party boat. Nice. Well, it sounds like there's a special event at least every month. Yeah. How did COVID affect hashing in Stockholm? Well, through Shakespeare. I mean, he got his finger on the sort of world hashing pulse, and you know, he told us that we were one of the few hashes that didn't stop during COVID. Uh, Sweden had lockdown light. We had a rule of eight come in where gatherings of maximum eight were allowed. That otherwise we were hashing regularly and we, we never stopped. The web page said anyone sh- showing symptoms, please don't come. We had one hasher who right at the beginning, despite being, you know, sort of marathon runner and fit and healthy, he almost died actually. Oh. Uh, and that shocked me. It was basically because he, he left it too late. The symptoms came, hospital beds were full. He never went to seek assistance in time. He was in um, intensive care for a couple of weeks and then a lot of rehabilitation. We had a pretty mild COVID. The rule of eight came in and it didn't really work because someone was set a trail and they said, right, when you come, eight people, you know, group gets together, off you go. But what happened is the sort of second group of eight caught up with the first group of eight. So it yeah. became a bit of a, a waste of time. We also had the sort of flower system. You know, you had to be quite inventive as a hare. Uh-huh. So you'd have loop A and loop B, big loop or little loop. I set a hash where half the hash ran it forwards and the other hash ran it backwards, right. which has logistical issues to sort out but um yeah it kept going of course now we're in europe we're fine and how long will you hold the role of gm how are the elections and turnovers done there yeah certain people outside think it's a sort of boys club or a you know hashes club with the same old faces and that is largely true <laughs> but you know it's, it's it's partly because you know people step down and then they go into a different role or they take a step out for a couple of years and come back but there are usually certain people who are good organizers or want to get involved you know it's, it's hard to get new blood in we do try and get new blood in we make it quite transparent that if you want to stand you're welcome often we say the existing committee are happy to stand again but right. you know please put your name forward and then it goes to a vote at the agpus how long do you think you'll be GM before you're dethroned or resign? This is my second year. We we have elections in September. I've said it will be my last year. I think it's only fair that someone else takes over. The GM has a lot higher profile now because the, the big joke was sort of who's the GM? Because the, the RA used to start and finish the circle. Uh-huh. And the G, GM was very usually quite silent. Both hashes now have um, the sort of traditional GM starts a circle with the formal things and then brings in the RA for the 
sort of misdemeanors and the, the gossip. Mm. And then, uh, you know, announcements at the end of the mix of GM and um, RA. Mm. You're on 30 years now since the regular hashing started in DAR. And I'm sure you brought many people to the hash and talked about it to people. How would you describe hashing today if somebody asked you, what's what's this hashing about? Yeah, well, you can always use it's a drinking club with a running problem. Um, mm. I, I just say it's, you know, what's great about the hash is we've all got a common goal. It should be a safe area. We've had incidents where we've had to ban hashes where things have got a little bit out of hand with hashers taking advantage of vulnerable people in the hash. Uh-huh. It, it should be a safe area. And it's just to have fun. It's somewhere, from my point of view, where you can say things that maybe you couldn't say in your normal line of work. You can be a little bit rude about people, but it should be taken in a sort of with a with a wink and a smile. So, you know, you adapt to different circles and different groups. But, you know, I enjoy it because it's it's a combination of seeing old friends. You know, some of these hashes see each other almost every day. I mean, here it's twice a week. A lot of my social life, I would say, is is hash related. It has been my life. And one of my bugbears is people that say, I've hashed 30, 40 years. But you haven't seen them for 20 of those 40 years. (laughs) We have certain people in Stockholm who say, oh, it's my 36-year anniversary. Or, you know, they they send an email. Because, you know, these hash mailing lists are huge. Yeah. There could be 30, 40 regular hashes, but it goes out to three or 400 people. Mm. And you get the message that, yeah, yeah, I've done 30 five years and um, you say well I haven't you know who, who the hell are you I've never seen you <laughs> and the last 16 years that I have regular records the least I've hashed was 2016 when I turned 50 and I was I took a year off and was on the road and I did 10 hashes otherwise I'm averaging around 30 hashes a, a year mm-hmm. as I said you have friends and memories from lots of different places on multiple continents what kind of hash stuff is dear to you or what what kind of memorabilia do you have you kept on hold on to a, a, a lot of regular hashes will say they're fed up with getting t-shirts and you know that's true uh, one of my first ever hashes in Dar es Salaam was a full moon hash and it says 26th of February 1993 on it and that's my first hash t-shirt mm. you know I keep certain t-shirts dear to me I have another one that says on the back instant arsehole just add beer um, <laughs> and I, I make the mistake of going around a supermarket in that <laughs> Without realizing I had it on. There's an ex Dar es Salaam group called Dobby. Dar Old Boys and I asked Nippy Nickers this today. Dobby is an acronym. Dobby Old Boys and something, you know, international expats or something. Uh, uh-huh. They meet every two years. They're a group, they're quite a strong group of 20, 30 people. And now their children come as well. Some of them are still in Dar es Salaam, but they all went to a place in the UK called Sandy Bulls, which is a it's a sort of caravan park. One of the memorabilia we got there was sort of can you know, you get these kangaroo balls, beer owners. So we got a pair of kangaroo bollocks with sandy balls written on it. So that's one of my... (laughs) There are a few different reunion, Asian and I now African reunion hashes that happen in the UK. Yeah, I mean, it's all around the world. Nippy Nickers and Shakespeare have a 
a, a place in France. So, you know, one day they'll they'll organize it there. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. So some of my best memories have actually been when my my daughters have been with me. My youngest daughter currently lives in, in Glasgow in Scotland. And I went on the website. I was there earlier this month and I, I went on the website and uh, went on the Glasgow Hash uh, website and uh, saw there was a run very close. And I said to my daughter, come on, let's go. So it was just so nice. I mean, she doesn't hash, but she runs, she jogs. Uh-huh. You know, it was really nice. Also with my, my eldest daughter, who's currently working in Lusaka for the UN. I have a great memory of, there, there was a solar eclipse run in Zambia, in Siavonga, down by Lake Kariba. Oh. We were based in Zimbabwe at the time, so it must have been around 2003 or four. Mm-hmm. So we, we joined the, the, the solar eclipse hash, and you know, I just remember running with my, 2003, she would have been 12. So you know, just jogging with my, with my young daughters. Actually, I've been injured on and off the last 12 months. So you know, I've started walking, and I always thought you know walking was not hashing you know right. that is to me that's not that's not that i'd rather not go than walk you know it's actually so nice to start running again which which i've done now and and you know as you know pack a pair of shoes and it gives you the freedom and you go to places on a hash trail that you'd never expect and i'm, I'm famous for my shortcuts <laughs> uh, which sometimes become long cuts. Yeah, it's very nice playing the game. And you know, I'm not the greatest runner, so but I always try and keep him up up at the top by uh, sometimes catching a rickshaw, for example, in <laughs> Dar es Salaam, or jumping on the back of a motorbike, which I did in uh, Phnom Penh. We've taken trains on hashes. We've taken boats. Uh-huh. I've had I've run a circle at Victoria Falls where there's a, there's a place called the there's this huge baobab tree. I was there at uh, the 1999 Pan Africa. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a post loop on the next into Africa, which was in Durban, and it was at Vic Falls. And I was asked to be RA in the circle, and suddenly this herd of elephants came out. Wow. I said, guys, we're just going to take a five minute pause, just step back and enjoy. And the elephants just walked slowly through the circle and continued on their way. Uh, everyone thought I'd arranged it. So um, <laughs> it's not going to happen in Stockholm. That's brilliant, though. Yeah. And another elephant incident is at Kariba on the Zimbabwe side. In those days, when Zimbabwe basically, you know, the borders were shut because there was hyperinflation and they were called Zim Zam. And either you met the border of Zambia and Zimbabwe is either at Kariba or is at the other end near Victoria Falls where Livingston is. So it was at Kariba and I was out setting a run and it's very hilly there. And my daughter was with me and I said, just wait here. I'm going to set the trail and come back. And when I got back, she she was such a state because she was there on her own, again, aged about 12. These elephants had come out. She didn't know what to do because she wasn't, you know, we were a kilometre away from camp where we were staying on the the lakeshore at Kariba. So I came back and said, you know, what's the problem and she was saying daddy don't you ever do that to me again you know, <laughs> i've just come face to face with these elephants and you know at kariba often people get killed because you know they interact with the elephants they throw stones um so you got to be careful i would say one of my worst hashes performance wise was in addis ababa because the altitude is so high you know right. i thought i was in pretty good shape but suddenly you're sort of breathing like an old man after about half a kilometer <laughs> 
thinking, yeah. what the hell is happening here? What were you an artist for? It was fact-finding for a project that we went on to win. If you go to Addis now, there's a, a bit like Thailand. You have this uh, railway on stilts going through the town. So we were the consultant for that. Running through the tea estates in Shramongal in northern Bangladesh was a highlight. Last year, I think, we have a, a marathon hash here in Stockholm, which is always 1st of May. The same day happened to be a normal Saturday run. So I hosted the quote unquote, not the marathon run, which was a hundredth of the length. Instead of 42 kilometers, 195 meters, it became 421 meters, 0.95. I said, listen, we're going to have a not the marathon hash. It's going to be a hundredth. And it was just on the route of the marathon run as well. A couple of the guys also did both in one day. (laughs) Quite an exertion. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped by. I, I went through Stockholm very quick once in the summer, maybe 2007, and the marathon was on. But I wasn't there very long, but I did my own beer stop and just handed out beers to the marathon runners. Okay, yeah. There's, there's a lot going on. It's quite vibrant here. We don't have a hash shit in Stockholm. Something we I've seen in other hashes. You know, this this whole thing with the toilet seat is traditional, but we don't have that here. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's do a roll call of people. I mean, people that have hashed around the world or events or European hashing. It seems like everybody knows somebody from Stockholm hash. Just a roll call. I know you might miss some, but just give us a name off of Stockholm hashers people might recognize. The the thing is, we're just having the discussion because we didn't keep records. The Stockholm hash, the underground, started in 1994. Mm. We've only got records from 2002. It's the GM's role to to give awards. And we're having a sort of internal discussion of how how we solve. Because what happens actually is, is there's these sort of big A4 books that people fill in mm-hmm. and someone or well, various a team has transposed everything electronically onto the website but certainly from from the absolute hash which is my hash the two that have done the most runs are a couple called marmite and termite who have done mm-hmm. over 700 and then that's followed you know a long way back by um, these are hashes that are still running mm-hmm. uh, i'm not interested in hashes that stopped a long time ago sure. uh, but then we we have a couple big brother and big mouth big brother has a brother called little brother so <laughs> little brother is also <laughs> there's just too much creativity coming in the hash name there yeah so big brother has done uh, 320 absolutes as of this week and uh, his brother has done around 100 less at 219. And then we, we have some sisters, Pippi Longcocking and Rosé. Pippi Longcocking has done uh, almost 300. And then there's another hasher called Two Swedes Coming. We have this sort of tourist hashes sort of once or twice a year, and he organizes those. So it can be a lot of the hashes are, are marathon runners. So it can be a marathon in in some Eastern European city, and ah. we arrange a, a, a sort of long weekend around that. He's the organizer of that, two Swedes coming. And then we have Laid Bird. She's she's one of the main hares. She's done almost 250 runs with the Absolute. I mean, you can double these for the for the, for the regular Wednesday runs, which are mm-hmm. weekly. And then we have a couple, Double Decker and Pukko, who moved to to Norway. Actually, Double Decker is uh, is uh, Norwegian. Yeah, Sprintosaurus. Who you know, each year we give awards, and for some he never takes holiday, so he, he's attended every hash <laughs> in the last like two or three years. Yeah. Most people have a life outside of hash. 
but he's been to every hash. Yeah, not everyone. And there's a group who love rugby, uh, Titan Dick and Lay Bird are two of them who, you know, for example, now when you've got the Six Nations on, you know, often right. it's on a weekend. So they don't attend the hash on, on, they'd rather be in a pub watching three rugby matches and getting drunk. We've got Silicon Feet, Silicon Feet, who he arranges the Movember run and also the hipster run. Uh, Rambling Rod is an Australian who seems to have been here forever. He's done more than 150 runs with us. Put in perspective, I've only done um, 50 odd mm. runs with the Absolute. And then you have this Eiffel who I think started this run, but, you know, she doesn't come so often. She's very tall, as in Eiffel Tower. Yeah. It's yeah. spelled E-Y-E. Eiffel. Yeah. Shakespeare, for example, according to my records, has done 66, while Nippy Knickers is way down the list. Where is she? Some less than me. Uh, 53. Yeah, I've done 61, according to this list. But, you know, people come and go. People have families. If they have young kids, they stop coming. They get married. They move away. Yeah, um, that's, a, know, that's the story of the hashing community that moves around the world is fluid ages another thing i hate apart from people saying they've hashed for 30 years and you know haven't been around for 20 years is well two things one is using your elbow to point i yeah. really hate that <laughs> and you know the, the gm can set the rules because the gm is always right and i've tried to eradicate that rule and the other one is is not saying think in the circle <laughs> you know, you're, not, you're not allowed to think in you know if you say i because usually it's the gm or the ra doing all the talk and i say i think and then you get a chorus of bloody idiots saying you can't think in the circle. <laughs> I'm not sure that's as wide, you know. Certainly, it's the who said head thing, but I didn't know. Yeah, I've only seen uh, think being banned a few places. So there's no thinking in Stockholm at the hash. Okay, no. <laughs> To believe. We don't think we believe. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so let's get all the hash names of your family just in one list here, too. So you're Ali Wankbonk. Your wife is Violent Volvo. And what were your did your kids get hash names? Yeah, the eldest one was called Pig Butt. And you know, in Sweden <laughs> you have you 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 have pig, you have ham for, for Christmas. Uh, she got it because she mentioned that we're having ham for Christmas. So she was called Pig Butt. And then the younger one said, I cried, I haven't got a hash name. So this was both in Zimbabwe. I think Garfield gave uh, our eldest Pig Butt. But then uh, a year or two later, the younger one got uh, the hash name Piglet, uh, <laughs> which I think is really nice. So yeah, Pig Butt and Piglet. They occasionally will end up on a hash if you visit them and drag them along. That's the end of their, ha that's the extent of their hashing. Yeah, I mean, one's in Lusaka and, and there's a hash there but you know she's 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 got a different lifestyle so she she's not particularly active or exercise crazy like uh, her father is uh, but my eldest daughter is, and her boyfriend is is a runner. They also have a dog. And when we visited the Glasgow hash a few weeks ago, they said, please come along because, you know, only about 10 people turned up, you know, a little bit desperate for new blood, I think. Is there anywhere that you might travel and actually get to a hash as the years go by? Is there any place you want to go to that you haven't been that you think? Well, oh, on, my, on my to-do list is the Hole in the Ice run, which they have in Helsinki uh -huh. every year. But uh, they can cancelled it again i think because of covid uh, but actually we have sort of informal holes in the ice here in stockholm and there there was one just a month ago which i missed because i was on the walk the trail went across this frozen lake and it was cracking under my feet i was on the walk probably out of about 15 walkers 13 turned back and said no 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 we're going to go back to the on in and um 
just wait not, for the hash not to make out. our own hole in the ice yeah no but uh, at the end of that there was a hole in the ice and people were jumping in but you know you're not really prepared the best way to do hole in the ice is with a sauna hot sauna yeah and um, I, I have Finnish my wife's from uh, Finland originally so you know we have a sauna at home here in Stockholm and we have a summer house in, in Finland with a with a sauna so maybe we can do our own hole in the ice but uh, there, there is a formal Helsinki yeah hash hole in the ice once a year that I'd like to do it's always a dream I suppose of every hasher to found their own hash that hasn't happened yet Nippy Nick has founded the uh, pussy hash in, in Dhaka right but yeah maybe I'll found a hat I don't know what the present or future tense of found is sometime in the future it just needs momentum then probably pretty hard to start a hash you can restart you know I almost went to Islamabad a couple of years ago mm. and the hash there was sort of mothballed again I'm not on Facebook so I might not have the full story but that's a capital city with no hash how is that possible yeah definitely if I moved to Islamabad I would try and restart the hash there I just talked to I see McGar's face, who is originally from Dhaka, he restarted the Kyiv hash in 2018. Now, he's had to evacuate. He's over in Lviv. But when he got to Kiev, another major city in 2018, there was no hash. So he he restarted that. So. No, I mean, we're, we're a hardcore bunch of crazy idiots. So when I was in Turin, I was studying Turin for four months in 2019. And it, it was kind of tough in, a, in Italy's second city that there was no hash or you could say Milan is maybe the second city after Rome but of course I could have started something but I didn't have you pitched in with Shakespeare with his monthly magazine I'm one of the editors of his magazines you can feature your interview then in the coming month when I went to the Glasgow hash the, that day I'd been editing you know I do the A to Z section so there was a, a Glasgow hasher with a photo in in the A to Z that I, and then I met them who wow. was the hair that night I said wow this is a bit odd because I've just seen your your ugly face I've hashed in space I don't so it was really with Glasgow but I've never been on a separate Glasgow run Kipper and his wife Glory Hull which is a fantastic mm. name for yeah. there's a picture of them the happy couple at the Euro hash in Orkney in, in 2019 mm. on page yeah. 14 and I was on that it was this boat trip from um, Edinburgh around yeah. the Shetlands that sounded mm. like it was really fun it was very odd to see them that evening in the pub and she was the RA yeah I just edited the text on her so you now I look at it I find a mistake so <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't take long and we'll see you at Interscandy this summer right organized in Estonia stains the couch yeah what, what do they call it a small hash small but low quality all right let me ask you is the RA always right no the GM is always right <laughs> you're in the position of gm now so we'll have to caveat that yeah that, that's what i say anyway in the circle on on cheers Ra. bye just a bit of a catch-up with hashing in sweden with ali wankbonk this is the on on podcast hasher voices hasher stories hasher history new episodes every week till next time on on this is Ra. to close the circle here's the hash anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to catch.